0: Hey everybody, this is Sophia Nelson and welcome back to the One America podcast. It's Independence Day, July 4th, 2022. America turns 246 years old today and I want to talk a little bit about how America was formed and how does a nation that was founded by 55 white guys, 55 white guys, most of whom owned slaves, And who did not include women in the Constitution, who did not include people of color in the Constitution. How does a nation form like that turn into a nation where now we have a black female vice president, a new black female Supreme Court justice? We've had a black president. And how do we go from our beginnings to where we find ourselves now and protect our liberties be guardians of the rights of one another, and respect that the beauty of our Constitution is not a document that looks backward, but one that lives forward. Join me. Good morning and happy Independence Day, July 4th, 2022. America turns 246 years old today if you can believe it. My message today will be short. First and foremost, I hope this is a day where you get some time with your family, uh, where you take in some of the sights if you live in your Washington, D.C., uh, really explore and understand the founding of America and what makes us a beacon of light to the world for these last, if you're a Virginian, over 400 years, if you're in any other of our beautiful sister states or territories two hundred and forty six years. So here's what's on my mind today. Thomas Jefferson's words, they will ring eternal long, long, long after we're gone, and as generations perish from this earth. Jefferson wrote on this day, two hundred and forty-six years ago, this in part. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now hold those amazing, uplifting, powerful, prophetic words and put them into context that America was formed by 55 men Fifty-five men who signed a document. Fifty-five men that signed a document liberating them from the tyranny of an oppressive king who had to have everything his way, who wanted you to worship his way, live his way, follow his rules. These men were all white. Uh, Most of these men, the majority of them, were slaveholders. Some were merchants. Some owned saloons. Some were planters in New England, like John Adams, who was also an attorney. But these men decided on that day to affirm the words that said all, and really make it just about a few. Because the truth is, they did not include women. Although Abigail Adams implored her husband before he left, remember the ladies he didn't. So white women had no rights, but those that came through their husbands. And then there was the issue of slaves who in the Southern territories were more than half the population. In Virginia and the other colonies, South Carolina, slaves in many cases outnumbered the people who owned them. Think about that. We're talking about in the aggregate now, excuse me. And when you put that into context and fast forward to where we find ourselves 246 years later, I have to say this honestly. Is anybody really surprised that we see a tyrannical minority? And they are tyrannical. What the Supreme Court did this past month to the notion of precedent, the notion of stare decisis, meaning let the decision stand or we affirm Uh, The precedents of the court matter. They obliterated it. Five judges, six judges, depending on which opinion, all appointed by Republican presidents who had not won the popular vote. Yes, we have an electoral college, but stick with me now. I'm using Mr. Jefferson's words to prove a point. All really doesn't mean all. Because this group, of judges, justices, believes that they need to be originalist, textualist. They don't believe the word abortion was in the Constitution. Well, it wasn't. Neither was women. But black people, slaves, counted as three-fifths of people. That word was in the Constitution. And we can go back and forth about what words were or were not written into a document that was written in the 1700s, the late 1700s, and more the 18th century, and we're in the 21st century. Why in God's name would anybody want to go back to a document at its very core that left out women intentionally who were at least a huge part of the population, if not half back then, uh, close to it, And slaves, black people, Native American peoples were uh, in their own sovereign nations, uh, on tribes, on reservations. And that's a whole nother podcast for another day. But stick with me. The only people granted rights on this day, 246 years ago, were white men. Period. Full stop. So for those of you pining away for, This originalist document, a document that enslaved my ancestors on both sides of my lineage, enslaved my ancestors on both sides of my lineage, and that forgot about women entirely, is not one to whom I look for my rights as a black woman. You hear me? Are you tracking? My rights... As an American, as a citizen, as a human being, come exactly from what Jefferson said and penned and so eloquently captured. They come from a creator. Not from men, not from slaveholders, not from rich businessmen, not from scientists, not from a bunch of pencil pushing government bureaucrats and certainly not a bunch of justices sitting on a court who clearly have forgotten what it means to be a justice on that hallowed high court and the importance of respecting decisions gone by and only overturning them when, as the court has done itself throughout the last several hundred years, only overturned them usually in the civil rights cases or the liberty interest cases or meaning the cases where Plessy versus Ferguson, which enshrined separate but equal, was overturned by Brown versus the Board of Education. Because we knew that separate was never equal. And we're never going to be equal as long as we conduct ourselves in this manner. So let me wrap it with this. I'm pro-life. As a Christian, as a human being, I believe that life is precious, whether it's in the womb, in the cradle, all the way up to the time where we meet our maker and go to our graves. But I am a libertarian. I am a believer in Jefferson's words that rights come from God and that they cannot be obliterated by any person, that the individual has freedom to make his or her own choices over her property, over her body, over who he or she marries, over what he or she does in the bed. The Bible says the marriage bed is undefiled. The Bible says the marriage bed is undefiled. So anybody talking about not allowing couples to have contraception or Getting in their bedroom is just out of order. And so as a libertarian, as a Republican with the small R, a republic is really what a Republican is, someone who believes in the republic for which it stands, and someone who does not believe in big government and an intrusion of the government, that's me. I believe that these justices intruded on our lives in a way we have seen, not seen, in the last 100, 150 plus years. It's insane. We've gone off the rails, folks. We are not the land of the free and the land of liberty. When 10-year-old little girls, says me, pro-life, always believed in exceptions for rape, incest, life of the mother, but also respected the choice that Sophia Nelson might have made had she been pregnant at 16 or 25, might have made a different choice than Jane Doe down the street, who had to make another choice or married down the street who had to make yet another choice. I don't get to tell someone else what to do with their liberty. If you don't believe that, you don't believe in America, you don't believe in democracy, and you don't believe in freedom. Those of you who were out there angry and pissed off because you had to wear a mask and you said that your liberty was under attack and you said your bodily autonomy was under attack and that it was child abuse to let children have masks on their face. In school for that long but you don't have a problem with a 10 year old girl who has been raped in Ohio raped likely by a relative I don't know if it's a father or uncle who did it but the girl was raped and her mother can't get her an abortion in Ohio so she's got to go somewhere else now her case is national now this child is being scarred forever by having the media look at her life people will find out who she is that's only a matter of time and Courts want to force a 10-year-old to go through the process of childbirth. If her little body survives, it'll be a miracle. Not to mention the state of the baby. I have no idea if that baby will survive. She's 10. She's been raped. She's been violated. But some of you men out there who have never had a period, will never be pregnant, never know what a cramp or a pain is, want a 10-year-old to birth a baby of a rapist. That's where we are. That's disgusting. It's sick. It's vile. To my friends on the other side who are pro-life, this cannot be what you believe. Because if it is, you missed it. You have a right to feel as you do. You have a right to fight for your cause. But so does the other side in America. And just as you didn't want to wear masks and you didn't want to take vaccines, that was your right, even though we were in the middle of a public health crisis, a global one. Nobody held you down. Nobody made you do it. Nobody locked you in a cage. Nobody put you away. Nobody did that to you. So how dare you subject 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds? Rape and incest is a serious thing that happens a lot. No, it is not the majority of cases. That's true. But where do we draw the line on our freedoms? How do you get to tell me How I can have sex, who I can have sex with, what kind of contraception I can use. How dare you? Come on, man, that's not America. So our light was dimmed this past month. The rest of the world is laughing at us because this isn't America. We are a nation of religious freedom, which means that that coach can kneel, as the Supreme Court said, and he can say prayers, but he can't compel someone else to do that with him. If students want to join in, great. Prayer's a good thing. But what if a Muslim decides that he wants to pray in the middle of the football field? Are we going to be okay with that, folks? Hmm. I know some of you who absolutely will not be. You will go crazy. You won't like it at all. You'll say it's different. You see, this is what I'm talking about. Either we believe in liberty and justice for all. Either we believe that all men, all men and all women are endowed by their creator with rights or we do not. I want you to think about that on this July 4th. I think I'm going to drive up to Gettysburg today. It's not too far from where I live. And I think I just want to go stand on that hallowed ground where the great battle of Gettysburg was fought in the Civil War. It was the turning point. It's where Lincoln finally got the breakthrough that he needed in order to save the union. I love America. I love my fellow Americans. I love Virginia. I love being a Virginian for the last 30 years. But we are losing our way, and this country was never built on the foundation that the radical minority could have its way through manipulations, through gerrymandering, through courts and by using devices and tools to to change literally the rights that we're all given. That's not what America is. America is the country that had Sophia Nelson's great 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 grandparents designated as three-fifths person and yet that same Constitution and document expanded. It grew through amendments through men and women of goodwill to include my grandparents under the 13th, 14th, and 15th amendments and give black men the right to vote. Ultimately, women got the right to vote with the 19th amendment. And ultimately, that same Constitution now has a black female as vice president of the United States and a black female as a justice On the Supreme Court of the United States. That's the America I live in. That's the America I love. That's the America I want to pass on to my nieces and their kids and their kids and their kids and your kids and their kids and on and on and on. That's the America we should celebrate today. That's the America that makes us the envy of the world. Not one that's regressive, not one that reaches back, not one that limits, destroys and and maims and kills and and, 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 and points fingers at and shames. That's not us. I'm done. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Thank you again for all of your support on the book. For making it an instant bestseller. I'm humbled. I'm grateful. God bless you and keep you. If you drink, don't drive. If you're playing with fireworks, be smart. Be safe. And watch the kids. I love you guys. We're going to have to fight hard to keep this country because it's changing. And there is some around us. There are some around us who are, they don't know what liberty means. They don't know what America means. They're wearing masks. They're protesting. They're white nationalists. They're white supremacists. They're angry. They got their guns. They got their hats. And they're coming for the rest of us. So we better figure it out. Because the world is watching. The world is watching. And a divided America is a weak America. It's not a strong America. We better remember that. Lest the heavens fall. Lest America fall. God bless you guys. Bye-bye now.